Hey there, everyone. It's me again, and I'm just here to read off some more patrons. We have gotten a few people lately, um, and it's just wonderful, like I say every other two weeks, that it's just wonderful to see all of you actually giving us your support. I never thought we would have this much support uh, patron-wise, so this is this is awesome, and it keeps getting even cooler. But without further ado, let's just uh, get into this week's patrons. So we'd like to give a big shout out to Kenneth Shaughnessy, Sosuke, Stephen Jennings, SCP Archives, Robo Ghost World, Miss Chaotic Evil, Morgan Coburn, Tommy Fitzpatrick, The Bat Sammy, Cinder Soul, Team Slurpee, Dwayne McGessy, Hump von Guten, Nick, S. Lee, Demon Cat Tally, Christopher Walker, and Gideon Neveling. Thank you all so much again for your constant support. Uh, I don't know where we would be without it. So thank you, and enjoy this week's episode. Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. Muscle and blood and skin and bones. A mind that's weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons. What do you get? Another day older and deeper in depth. St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go. I owe my soul to the company store. Mike Decker has gotten far more than he bargained for. Or perhaps, more accurately, he has gotten exactly what he bargained for, and is all too late beginning to realize he wasn't ready for it. When he and his brother Danny set out that day to go spelunking in Bearskin Mine, they were eager to uncover the mystery of the strange noises they heard emanating from the mine's entrance a couple days prior. The mine had been abandoned for decades since its collapse, so... Why could they so clearly hear sounds of activity coming from inside? Returning, armed with supplies they needed to properly explore, they ventured down the mine shaft, managing to find a small side passage through which to enter. As teenage boys are wont to do, they pushed ahead without considering the consequences, eager to discover the source of the reverberations. This task was made particularly difficult by the way in which the sound seemed to come from everywhere as it ping-ponged across the cave's walls. Still, though, they pressed on, excited at the prospect of what they might find further down. That initial sense of excitement has completely abandoned Mike now, though. It has been replaced with a panicked, desperate desire to return to the surface. Danny is gone, lost to the mountain. Mike's attempts to save his brother from those things were utterly futile, and now all he can hope to do is make it back out and get help. But in his panic, he has gotten turned around. The passageways of the cave, which seemed so invitingly linear when he was descending them, have now blossomed into a cruel, taunting labyrinth. And Mike's attempts to navigate them only result in him becoming even more hopelessly lost. 
In his frantic sprint through the dark, Mike's errant foot catches an outcropped rock, and he stumbles onto the cave floor, scraping against the rough stone. The initial piercing pain gives way to abject horror as Mike hears something, a pair of footsteps coming from behind. Or is it ahead? Unable to tell, Mike freezes, his mind reeling to find a solution, to find something to do to save himself, but there is nothing to be done. His fate was sealed the moment he entered the mine. A cold, jagged hand grips Mike's shoulder, and he spins around, his headlamp catching his assailant in the light for just a moment before a second hand reaches up and covers his head, choking out both the light and Mike's last pitiful attempt at a scream. Now, the cave is completely, totally black. We can see nothing, but we can still hear as the sound of footsteps slowly makes its way down the cave again. Perhaps it's just another trick of the cave's cascading echo, but as the footsteps leave, it sounds as if there are now two sets of them instead of one. You know I love all gods of Appalachia. Fuck me up, boss. <laughs> Fuck me up. And on today's episode, Dana will be playing Fuck the role of Steve Shell. Yeah, that's what you're going to be dealing with. Have fun. No. Um, <laughs> but now there is a little bit of an extra bit of setup. As horrifying as the cold dark of bearskin mines is, it would sound almost like a welcome relief to you, Ashton, as you stand under the blazing sun of a summer afternoon in Georgia. Your group has paused on the second day of their journey to stretch and relax for a moment at a highway-side rest stop. You have been relying on Cassandra's extra-normal senses to guide your journey, but the constant use of their abilities has tired them out, and so you're giving them some time to recuperate before resuming. You stand outside your car, watching as other drivers zip by along the highway in front of you. What do you do? Alright, uh, I guess he's just watching the uh, cars drive by, and he's just uh, thinking to himself, he's like, in his head. I'm hungry right now. I'm going for some food. Is that Danny's nearby? Fucking knew it. <laughs> God damn it. You motherfucker. You know, I'm half tempted to make you fucking roll for an investigative mystery to see if you can find the Danny's. I do it. But um, I will say... It. Yeah, I know you'll do it, but it's pointless and silly because of course there's a Danny's. There's yes. a Danny's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yes. I will say, though, like, I mean... Um, you know, thinking about how most highway side rest stops work, it's not like they're connected to a restaurant or nearby. I think you know that there's probably a Danny's down the road if that's really what you want. You could probably get back. Um, there, there would, however, um, you don't want to spend forever on this, but there probably would be snack machines at a rest stop if you're gonna go grab something from there. This is actually kind of intriguing. Like just a little bit of character. Like, does Ashton carry snacks in his car? Does he have like a trail mix or something like that that he likes that he keeps with him? He probably has like fruit that he put in there eventually, but it's probably like rotted right now in his box. Yeah, that's gross. Uh, no, I love the, what's I love the image of just. I love the image of just, just like. Oh wait, I have some fruit, and then uh, like opens up the glove box, and then just uh, fucking flies. It's like, yeah. like, oh, cockroaches just like oh, spill out oh, of it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't like it. Cassandra is currently taking a nap, which I think. Uh, 
Dane, as long as you're okay with this, I think Celeste was saying, or Cassandra was saying, they probably would sleep like on top of Dane. Yep. That's cool. Okay. So um, that's actually kind of curious. Tempest, would you, upon seeing that, be like, oh, maybe I should leave? Or would you try, would you be hanging around doing some stuff in your Winnebago? Um, If they are actively sleeping, Tempest would probably like grab their notebook and just go like sit outside, stretch their legs, something so they don't disturb them. Okay. I think you walk out inside just in time to see Ashton open up his glove box and there's flies and stuff in yeah, it or whatever. Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> he slams the glove box what closed. What? What just, what did I just witness? The fuck is wrong with your glove box, dude? I don't I don't clean my cu- fuck. <laughs> oh no! I, uh, I don't clean my. Uh, I should probably clean my car. Will you stop? Yeah, no, that was evident that you don't clean it. That part yeah, was pretty clear, uh, bud. Huh? You guys uh, got any trash bags? Uh, probably in the back somewhere. Andy packed everything. Yeah, Andy packed everything. You have trash bags. Excellent. Yeah, they'll, they'll grab one. Of course he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this is actually amusing. Are you just going to get this trash bag and clean your car out? This is not where I expected us to start, but I think it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> this image of, like, Tempest helping you clean your car out is a pretty hilarious one. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's clean my car out. <laughs> I, hope, I hope that there are gloves and fucking gallons of disinfectant. <laughs> Oh, there's going to be all kinds of fucked up shit. Tell me Andy did not pack everything any field biologist could need, which does include gloves. Yes. Just for fun, just for flavor. Like maybe they're helping you clean the clutter out of your car. Like Uh what's something, what's at least one or two weird non-clutter related things they might find So let's just say uh, in the back, there's like a black trash bag, the unnoticeable kind that you usually see sitting outside, like on a curb or something. And if they were to lift it, they would notice it's uh, like really heavy, like really heavy. And if they were put it down, it would be like a thunk. It would be more like like laying like something down. What the hell do you have in there? M sees Tempest struggling to get this out. And it's like, oh, let me help you. And then she tries to lift and she's like, holy shit, dude, what's in this? Uh, roadkill. Uh, what? Okay. You know what? Fine. I needed it for something. Can I ask what? Yeah. Well, uh, before I came to Smintage, there was a problem upstate. It was, uh, it wasn't exactly pretty and, you know, needed some bait. Uh, ended up not needing the bait, um, because it found me and that was, uh, that was an interesting interaction. And you never thought to take the roadkill out of your car? You want to put it use? No, I do not want the roadkill. Well. We can't just put it on the side of the road. Put it in a trash can or something. What did you plan to do with all this stuff? I don't know. Everything has a use. (laughs) Yes, but when you decide to take trash out of your car and put it in bags, where were you going to put the bags? I don't think he thought that far ahead. (laughs) No, I don't think so either. No, no, shut up, shut up. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I want to see what he says. I... I love this slightly more confident Tempest. This is great. <laughs> Puts his hand to like his forehead. I uh I'm uh huh. Take your time. 
This isn't him. This is just me trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> so it is actually him in a way, too. Because I don't think... I don't know. head empty. <laughs> well, no, wait. If it's roadkill from at least a week prior that's been sitting in your yeah. car, it's got to stink, yeah. right? Yeah. Asha's been driving around with it. Unless you, unless you have like, I don't know, it's like freezing cold in there. Yeah, it should be rancid. Uh huh. Or maybe it's what he thinks is roadkill, but it's like, actually not. The bones that are currently on my windowsill have been sitting for five months in, but still stuck. I'm so, I'm surprised Slurpee hasn't found it. <laughs> oh yeah, Slurpee. The bags do, do not. Are, are you going to? Are you going to try and feed all of that to Slurpee? She's eaten more roadkill before. <laughs> Is that good for her? What can she digest? You're Good asking well. complicated questions. Stop that. <laughs> so I assume you don't have answers? <laughs> you got a pet Slurpee. <laughs> <laughs> pet Slurpee deserves a pet for this. As all of this is this utter tomfoolery nonsense is occurring, Cassandra, you are asleep. Um, I guess describe to me, just out of curiosity, you sleep like on top, like Dana's gonna be lying on the bed, and you're just gonna be like splayed out on top of him, or yeah, just kind of like just on their stomach, just sleeping, snoring. Okay. <laughs> um, while you are sleeping. You have a dream, except this time it's not a flashback because we're going to try to do less of those, among other things. It is a premonition because you have the move premonitions now. Uh, do you mind reading us off what that entails exactly? At least just the before we get to the results, just the first part. Right. So at the start of each mystery, roll plus weird. On a uh, 10 plus, you get a detailed vision of something bad that is yet to happen. So and then on the other ones, there's some, you know, potentially worse effects. But the ideal outcome here is that you will be able to figure out something bad that happens. Mm -hmm. um, so roll me, roll me the plus weird. Alrighty. See, that is a 10. That's a 10. Fantastic. And I will say on these rolls, doesn't matter in this case, but the same sort of you can take a plus one to these to a minus one forward to the next manipulate someone applies to these as well. Alrighty. So on the 10 plus, you know, you get a vision and you take plus one forward to prevent it coming true and mark experience if you stop it. So this is what you see while you're dreaming, Cassandra. You are standing in what seems to be a cave and in front of you is an old man. You do not recognize his face. Um, it's a little bit distinctive, but you don't remember ever having seen it before. And you can see your hand kind of in, in frame in your vision, sort of reaching out to try to help him. And the look on his face is not necessarily one of fear. It's one of more, he seems a little afraid, but mostly resigned to what's about to happen. And then he leans back and falls out of sight. And as you peer over the edge, you can just watch as he falls further and further down into this shaft of some kind. And before he can completely disappear out of sight, you wake up. Now I'll give you that you remember the face. If you were to see this person in real life, you would know who they were. Yeah, yeah. Dane, are you asleep too? Or are you uh, no. awake? Dane is very <laughs> much awake, like laying there in like an unnaturally <laughs> formal position with Cassandra laying on laying on top of them. One this of the week's episode is brought to you by Casper Mattress. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Please finish it. I'm um, sorry. And one of the mouths open and a tongue is kind of like staking out and it's reaching for what looks to be a bowl of M&Ms and it's like, <laughs> oh, like yes. just barely out of reach. Can't get an M&M. And he was like, you can do it. Get it. Get it. <laughs> You're training the tongues to be fat. Oh, that's adorable. Oh my God. <laughs> And then it finally manages to like grab one M and M and then slip it back in. Yep. And then upon that, Cassandra, you wake up. How stressed or not stressed you feel is kind of up to you. It's not as bad as it would have been, you know, if it was a fail or something. But you might still have some like oh dear. It's just like Cassandra. Cassandra just like doesn't get up, but like Dane can hear them say like, "The fuck was that?" Was what? Dane, I think you're right on my powers growing or whatever you said last time um i had a vision in my sleep and that is different because it is you are asleep and it was a clear vision Mm -hmm. i saw someone it wasn't just a vague feeling it wasn't just oh go in that direction it's um yeah yeah um i definitely saw things we will work on that later you're growing stronger you do feel refreshed a little bit after that sleep it's not you know as bad as it could have been so you feel like you could get up and maybe start the trip again in a little bit if you wanted to. It's, you know, kind of up to y'all. Like, you might still be hungry and need to go to the bathroom or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Cassandra's definitely going to, like, get up and get out to at least stretch their legs. Okay. Uh, you get out and Emma's like, hey, Cassandra, look at this weird fucking bag Ashton's got. What? what? <laughs> Do you not clean your car? Apparently not. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Dane walks out behind Cassandra. You are a grown man with weak old roadkill in your car. You're going to talk about it. I don't don't want to talk about it. Excuse me, what? What? Now, I guess question I will give you this, Ashton. Does it smell or not? Because if if it's... It smells, but not as bad as you think it would. Okay. Like the bag keeps most of it in? Yeah, it's like one of those scented bags that, like... <laughs> it's a scented it's a sealed bag, bag of, uh... Scented bags do all the work! So you've got rotting meat and, like, a slight hint of beach rose is what you're telling them. I mean, I get this image of, like, Ashton is just grabbing a lot of air freshener constantly rather than dealing with the problem at its source. Oh, there's, like, a forest of those trees that you hang it's like instead of instead of Christmas lights wrapped around the tree, it's fucking air freshener. Oh my god! Day, look, day, looking at that. I smell rotting flesh, and is that sugar cookie? God damn it! God damn it! You no 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 no, Chris, you made this. You introduced this thing into the equation. When will you learn that you're? No one thrusted this on you. I see we're off to the same start as last arc of Chris coming up with things and then regretting saying them later. <laughs> and the is not just like motioning to Slurp. It's like, why didn't you just feed it to the dog? That's what I was saying. Or to me. No, I'm saying before you stored it into your car. 
Slurpee sort of looks up at you like kind of if a you know they've got a point expression. What did you do? <laughs> Dave, if you're Baby. hungry, there's a vending machine. You do not need roadkill. Mm, vending machine. Dane walks off. <laughs> Like a fucking sim. <laughs> I will say, Cassandra, um, if you want to, you would be able to kind of tune into that feeling again, and it would be telling you that you're actually getting pretty close. Comedy gold. Right. Okay. Yeah. We're um. We're um pretty close. Um. Do we know what we're looking for yet? Somewhere that has. Actually, there's a lot. A Danny's. <laughs> you said that doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> that really doesn't. Um, so, Cassandra, you were going to say what? Um, what was it? Well, I had this vision in my sleep, and um, I'm guessing somewhere that's either has or had prominent minds. Granted, that's not, you know, uncommon around these areas, but we're getting close. Close is better than nothing. We'll be able to uh, look around, I guess, more once uh, once we get to my place. You have another house here? Tempest, I have a house everywhere. Huh. How do you afford that, the real estate? Wait, how, how many houses do you have? <clears throat> Too many. <laughs> Do you need all of them? In a sense. Okay. Um, Do you want one? Yes. I, I mean, yeah, sure. That'd be that'd be great. You just have houses to give away. I mean, kinda, yeah. Are, are they actually are they like yours or did you just steal them? I mean, I'd respect you if you just stole them. Don't get me wrong, but. Well, it, it's more complicated than that. Some of them, I don't even know how I own them. <laughs> I just kind of do. All right. Um, it's never really told how we acquired some of them. All right, that's not ominous at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, he, he did just drag a whole bag of roadkill out of the car. This is, like, pretty tame by comparison. You know what? That's fair. Um, I don't like the new Tempest. <laughs> the new Tempest. I love the new Tempest. They're too mean. <laughs> <is> so proud. <laughs> this is what so, Dane has been teaching Tempest on the road. Tempest knows vaguely what's going on, and they're going to... Choose violence. Yeah. More, Dana's been teaching Tempest how to identify threats and how to neutralize them. Quite <laughs> <laughs> um, so, proper way to snap it. You neck. know, Dane, you probably come back, you know, with some snacks or whatever. Does anyone have anything else? That, I just kind of started y'all here as a neutral starting point. Um, there's not anything I'm expecting you to do here no. other than what you've done. Just Dane mm-hmm. pulling stuff out of the car. Yeah. Dane will eventually walk over with a vending machine. <laughs> oh, God damn it. What? Oh, yes. Steal the vending machine. Steal the vending machine. You are not going to fit that in a Winnebago. I thought that there would be room. Fuck yes. Vending machine. Vending machine. Dane. Dane just like holding it like. We are not yet a full week out of, out of Smithage. 
substances. Andy will be so disappointed if we get arrested. So you're saying I should put it back? Yes, I'm saying you should put it back, please. <laughs> Just out of fun. Because I really, I should, my instincts tell me I should expedite this faster, but the fun in me just wants you to roll manipulate someone, Tempest, to see how convincing you are to Dane. Do it. Um, do it? This doesn't take away Dane's agency, it just provides some potential incentives to yeah. do or not do what you say. That's plus charm. Oh, that's an eight. Um, for PCs on a seven to nine, they mark experience if they do what you ask. Dane, do you do what you asked? Dane, looking at the vending machine, looks at M, looks at Tempest. Dane will reach in to the <laughs> vending machine, pull out a couple candy bars, and then yes. take the vending machine back. Uh, better than nothing, I guess. Look, there is no room to stretch out with that in the Winnebago. Yeah, so as you all are, are wrapping up and getting up, Tempest, you're about to hop in the car, and you hear him start, uh, newbie! Uh, hey? Tempest. What's up? I just, uh, they come over, they're getting something out of their car, and they hand you a stack of CDs. Uh, I just figured, you know, it might get kind of boring on the road. Uh, you know, maybe you don't want to just keep listening to sea shanties. Uh, I've, you know, I've been traveling a lot, so I have I have a lot of these. Um, this, is, this one is my favorite. You should definitely, definitely listen to it first. Yeah, I definitely will. Thank you. Sure, it's, uh, you know, you can consider it a little gift from Cass and me for, you know, getting her windshield fixed. Do appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's no worry. Thank, thanks for the music. Awesome. All right. On the road again. And Woo! she spins back around and starts walking back to the car. <laughs> <laughs> so you get on the road again. Just out of curiosity, Tempest, do you put the song on? Of course they do. <laughs> I will tell you that the CD is like one of those, you know, like it's a CD with without like art on it, but it's just got something written on and marker in it. So this is actually something that my younger brother, Tim, provided, who also did the guitar on Bonnie Ship Diamond. Or what was the name I gave you again? You you have it in Gerald Fenderbender and the Bending yeah. Fenders. Gerald Fenderbender and the Bending <laughs> Fenders. And the title of the track is uh, Mom's Garage at Night. It unironically slaps so hard. This is pretty good. <laughs> 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 this is way better than 99 bottles. It's like, Dane, anything's better than 99 bottles when you've been uh -huh. hearing it for over 10 years on the road. Look, the one thing How? better than 99 bottles is 100 bottles. How on earth? It's not wrong. How long have you been <laughs> listening to 99 bottles? Too many times. Let me show you. No. It very much sounds like something M would listen to based off of her whole entire aesthetic. Oh, this slaps. Right? Uh-huh. Unironically fucks hard. Yeah. This is so really So you all are, like are driving uh, in the mm -hmm. Winnebago as this song plays. Tempest, you're, you know, you're driving it. Um, I guess I'm just curious, while you, uh, the other two, what are you doing inside the Winnebago? Like, what have y'all been doing mostly over it? You, you know, it's another couple hours to where you're gonna get to. You feel like Cassandra. So what, what are you doing with that little bit of time that you have in the Winnebago? Um, within the time, Cassandra's been doing some more research. Um, as they, as they travel through, they're like going through, um, 
through both national and like local local news see if there's been any like uptick in disappearances and then also like kind of just going in deeper scouring through like um cryptid blogs and stuff like that see if there's anything else going on around the area that okay. could help pinpoint and you're looking for something specifically related to you know what you think the next big bad thing yeah, is yeah now now with okay. yeah now with the you know clue about you know, possibly like a cave or like somewhere mm-hmm. in like a um, mm-hmm. mining town. Um, it's gonna help them narrow their search down a bit more. Okay, so roll investigate a mystery for me then as you look around for this stuff. A eight. All right, you get to ask me one question. How about. Where did the. No, 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 no. What sort of creature is it? You are looking in the, you know, some of the resources that you have, maybe some of the books from, you know, Tempest's library even, and I'm sure there are plenty of things associated with caves. None of them stick out to you as a potential strong, obvious option based on what you've seen. Something interesting though, you read up and you know that this area, so y'all are in, in Georgia, but you're more in Eastern Georgia, so more like end of the Appalachian Mountains, not so much, you know, uh, what we often think of as Georgia being. Um, mm. So uh, you know that there's a lot of mines, which which sort of ties into that. But what you know in more in particular is that there are a lot of mining accidents also where there's lots of mines. And where there's mining accidents, you know as someone, traumatic events tend to create ghosts or hauntings or things that are associated with that. And it sort of connects a little bit to the expression you saw on the man's face where it was sort of this resigned sort of sadness as if it might have been linked to some sort of event, potentially. You're not really sure, but you you think that maybe uh, for lack of finding something else that just really stands out to you, the idea that maybe there's something, you know, a, a haunted mine or something to that effect might be where your brain's at. Okay. Oh, shit. A ghost. <laughs> It's a ghost. <laughs> Dane, are you doing anything in particular we want to cut to? Uh, Dane is going to be spending this time reading up on uh, the young adult uh, fiction. Okay. Excellent. Beautiful. Okay. Um, <laughs> can you give me any particular, can you give me a title of what you have? And if we notice that Dane's reading something, what would we see? Tale of the Silver Sunset. Ooh. Okay. God damn it. You're so adorable. As you all are driving along, Cassandra, you're reading this and then you get like a really sharp sense of like, oh, we're close. And I, is it fair to say you might look out the window? Uh, yeah. You look out and you see a sign that says it's for an exit and the town link to it. And it says Portera next exit. And you, you know that like when you see that sign, you see that name, you're like, that is where I need to go. Yeah. With that, with that, like Cassandra's going to like head, head up towards the front where Tempest is and like motion to the side where it's like Portera, that's where we need to go. Oh, okay. Should we tell the others? Yeah, and then uh, Cassandra will like pull out their phone uh, to call the others. Okay, unless unless you know, Chris, you really want to have a response. I think you yeah. just phone. I think <laughs> my vision has been that the Winnebago has been leading no, the pack. Cassandra so. just mm-hmm. gets stained. Just gets stained <laughs> to stick his head out the window. <laughs> and no, he points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dane points with a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> they have to learn Some, Someone like, behind you is going to think, that's a weird dog that they have in that window. They want to see a weird dog? They want to see a weird dog? 
Dane and Slurpee are becoming more and more alike every day. Dane's final form. You all pull off, and as you get closer, Portero seems like a lot of other, you know, small towns. There's um, a handful, you know, different stores. We can fill in gaps as we go, but it, it looks like your average small town. You guys are now pretty solidly into Appalachia. I think you have to actually go maybe up a few kind of more switchbacky roads or sidewindy ones to sort of get there. It is a little, little bit up in the mountains, but kind of at the lower foothills. Ashton, the group knows that they need to go to this town. Do you have a house nearby? How close would it be? Um, it can be, you know, reasonably as close as you want. I guess what I would say is the closer to the town, the more exposed you are, the further away, the more inconvenient it is. So pick your poison. It's like, it's definitely accessible through the town, but it's, uh, it's definitely like hidden in the woods, kind of like the last one. Okay. That, that totally tracks. And did you tell the group like, Hey, we should, we should set up camp here and go here. This is the best spot. Like for his... His place? Yeah, I mean, to me, it seems like y'all would want to find somewhere to get out, yeah. plan a little bit, and head out. Um, so yeah. Ashton's house would make the most sense, unless you don't agree. Yeah, that's that's what's been the plan in his head, at least. Go to his house. Is that okay with everyone else? Yeah. Sounds good. Now, describe to me a little bit visually, how does this shack or house or whatever it is look similar slash different? We established that the one back in Sminfidge was one of the nicer ones, so I expect this one's a little bit more utilitarian. It was one of the nicer ones. Uh, that was. one was like a nice... Was being the operative <laughs> word, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> uh, this one, instead of being like the comfy cabin in the woods kind of deal that it, the last one was, this one is more of a more run down, not very well maintained as last one. Since we are in Appalachia, I just want to say like it might be something like a, a ranch style house. Okay. One floor. It's not too big, and it's instead of being like a uh, log cabin and stuff, this one's more like brick work on the outside. It, it does have like that like kind of gravel path and like. It doesn't have too much of a porch as it just has kind of just stairs and then like chairs sitting out front that at one point were probably nice like wooden chairs but since they were left out they've rotted and like mold and like stuff yeah. has grown on them it's um, definitely a downgrade and then there's a uh, fireplace extending out th through and into a chimney Okay. So from what I'm getting, it wouldn't, nothing about it particularly would stand out, right? Kind of like the last one, which yeah, I assume it, is part the of the The point idea. of it is to blend in. So what I'm going to do, something for Ashton that we haven't done really at all, which is kind of uh, in the same way that we sort of didn't get Tempest the Haven until later on, we, we want to kind of do, you have a move on your sheet, which is kind of one of the core moves of your sheet, which is deal with the agency, which is, um, do you mind actually reading that off for us real quick? Sure. So everyone who's listening, everyone who actually cares. Um, <laughs> Does that imply we all don't? Right. I don't. Maybe. Um, oh, we care very much about you. And hopefully you care about your own character. You. No, I hate my character. I hope he dies. That can be arranged. Don't say that aloud. <laughs> don't, don't kill my character, Dana. <laughs> um, I have far worse things planned, don't worry. Oh, good. Deal with the agency. When you deal with the agency, requesting help or gear or making ex excuses for a failure, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, you're good. Your request for gear or personnel is okayed. Or your slip up goes unnoticed. On a 7 to 9, things aren't so great. You might get chewed out by your superiors and there'll be a fallout. But you get what you need for the job. On a miss, you screwed up. You might be suspended or under investigation. Or just in the doghouse. You certainly aren't going to get any help until you sort it all out. 
So a big thing for the professional is the idea that they belong to a monster hunting agency. Now, the thing with Ashton that I think is both fun, but does require a little bit of finagling is that they don't necessarily work for, you know, a company, an agency or whatever. They are kind of an independent contractor and they sort of have been a part of their mom's business and now that their mom is gone they sort of inherit it so it's less of an agency more than it is all the people that you and your mom have worked with or have made contacts with that sort of thing Mm -hmm. and I think that this will be something you might use if you want to reach out to said contacts but in this case you are sort of requesting gear in the broad sense of like wanting access to a house and so you know what the consequences will be we'll we'll deal with potentially but you're going to make a role here to basically you'll you'll find out based off of the role or you won't if you succeed um okay yes so roll me i believe it's plus sharp right who needs to be smart it's nine plus one is ten okay first off i assume that the house has a similar security system with the chalk is that fair uh no this one just has a touchpad on it like you have to put in a code then I guess I will say you get in and the house looks all right on the inside. I think there's probably a little bit of a part of you that is a little bit concerned of like, you know, has this one going to have anything missing? Am I going to find some weird notes that are in my handwriting that I don't remember? Yeah. And at least for the moment, everything looks okay. So this kind of role is basically you have the house with little to no stipulations attached. There is nothing going wrong. Okay. I assume you get everyone to come inside if they want to. Yeah, everyone can come inside, and if you want, I can describe what it looks like. Please. All right, so walking in, it's just, like, nice, like, wooden door or whatever with, like, the lock on it. But, like, once that's open, there's wooden floors. Since it's a ranch-style house, it is very open when you first walk in. The kitchen and the living room and the dining room are all kind of fused together, though there are support pillars built in and, like, really nice and all that. Kitchen size, not too big at all, really. Just two people, like, working around there would feel kind of cramped a little bit. But living room, nice wooden table. Probably could seat four people at most, which, lucky us. Um... (laughs) Right. So who's uh who's uh sitting in Dane's lap? No, not it. I call dibs. Slurpee. <laughs> Slurpee's gonna sit in Dane's lap. But yeah. but I call dibs. Damn it. <laughs> Sorry, the eldritch creature gets precedence. On the other side of the uh, kitchen table there is like sliding glass doors uh, that open up into the you know quote unquote backyard where it's like a small like pavement uh, area and then just the woods. Charming. There is a hallway to the right of the living room like that like is between where the living room and the dining room is. And that is presumably where the bedrooms are. Okay, sounds good. Everyone kind of pulls up their cars in here, secluded enough away that I assume there aren't any other houses, you know, nearby within earshot or sight. Okay, everyone shows up. I'm kind of curious. I assume that most of you will probably be sleeping in your vehicles in the Winnebago, but the card, you know, the house does have options if you want them. Mm -hmm. I guess I want to know, Cassandra, you can kind of take the lead on this if you want, since you have the most kind of acute sense of uh, everyone else of what to do right now. But it's not too late in the day. I think I said an afternoon, so it's probably by this point getting closer to evening. So you could try and do some looking around or figuring out. You could, you know, turn in for the night. It's up to y'all. This is very much open-ended for you all to do what you want. Mm-hmm. How is the house set up again? Just if there's rooms. Yeah. Just, yes. Yeah. There's like, I want to say four rooms in the hallway uh, that is in that splits basically the uh, living room and the dining room. 
because it's all like a very open floor plan. Saying that there's definitely a more secluded space, mostly just what their plans is they'll first see what the others want to do. If not, then, well, there's a secluded space they can get to. <laughs> okay. What is everyone else's inkling now that you've arrived? You know, are you eager to get on with figuring things out? You know, what is everyone's mood like? You're probably a little tired from the trip, but yeah. you, know, you still got some energy for sure. Just happy to not be in a car. Dane is restless. What would you want to do then? You said open space, trees and everything around, right? Oh, yeah. Dane's going to go for a run in the woods. Dane in Richmond. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does he so. tell that to the party? Oh, yeah. Or does he just walk off? Be careful of bear traps. Have fun. Bear traps? I don't know how many are still active. Are there that many bears around here? Or just traps. Look I'll out for st- explosives. What? What? I'll stick to the trees then. I've been meaning to test these out. And Dane will crack a tongue whip. Yes. Yes. God, that's that cool. still grosses <laughs> me out when you do that. So cool. So I'm cool. sorry. Looks at Cassandra for approval. <laughs> that is the right thing to say, right? Cassandra just gives a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> All right, we'll do something with Dane here in a sec. The other four of you are there. Emma's like, um... All right, I'm gonna... I'm gonna start, I don't know, looking through local news or something. See what I can figure out. Tempest, are you gonna be doing anything right now? Tempest can let Cassandra take the lead. If Cassandra doesn't need them for anything, they will be like wandering about the house a little bit. Not going out of the yard because bear traps. <laughs> and explosives. Yes. And, and explosives. explosives. But um, just just wandering about or just reading any of the many books on cryptids that has been given to them. Okay. Ashton, when you first come to a place after having not been there for a bit, you know, what is your sort of protocol? I, I sense that you have a routine you go through. Yeah, so once everyone is inside, he'll uh, close the door behind him and make sure that that's all good on the inside side of things. Make sure that it doesn't look like anything's been damaged from the inside. Okay. Um, and then he will put his coat on a nearby coat tree, which would finally reveal he actually wears something under the coat. He's wearing black button-up shirt, red tie. and I love that you have the more professional look, but you cover it up with the fucking coat. It's so adorable. <laughs> Um, man of many layers over here. But he finally takes it off and you see that he has like that thing that like detectives wear where it's like it loops around your uh, your shoulders and you can holster guns under your arms. Like the underarm holsters kind of thing? Underarm holsters, oh, okay. yeah. Like yeah, in a yeah. Bond movie. You'll see that he has one of those on and he'll take his nine millimeter out of it and put it on the nearest table. All right, I'm going to go uh, make sure everything is fine and dandy in the rooms if any of you want to stay in here. Sounds good. All right, we'll cut back to you doing this in a sec. Cassandra, you wanted to find a secluded space, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, after Ashton's given in the okay that the rooms are cleared, without really saying anything, uh, kind of just slink away into one of the rooms. Uh, closing the door behind them. What's in the rooms? Uh, or how the room, how are the rooms, like, furbished? So there are three rooms that you would be able to get into. For simplicity's sake, describe the bedroom, because I'm going to assume that that's probably one you would have sent them to. Yeah, um, so there's 
his mom's room and his room, so he'd probably send you to his room because, I mean, he's not going to be sleeping in that one. There would be, like, little, like, cubbies, I guess. Like, it, at one part of the wall, it's filled with, like, old toys that are, like, long, like, dusted over and stuff like that and haven't been touched in years. And then there would be a lot of different uh, pictures of, like, young Ashton and his mom, like, on the wall. Photographs or paintings? Photographs. There's two of them. One of teenage-ish Ashton, smiling. It looked like he had just gone hunting. Not like monster hunting, but normal hunting. Like he's wearing like an orange reflective jacket and all that. And then uh, the other one, he's uh, standing next to his mother and like it looks like they're standing in front of like some kind of large waterfall. There's a bed, there's a chair sitting near the window, and then there's a closet. Um, you can open the closet. You'd probably find a lot of small clothes and then a few boxes lining the top shelf in the closet. Oh, and it's carpeted in there. Okay, so Cassandra, upon seeing all this, what you do? Good description, by the way, Chris. Mm -hmm. So what Cassandra is going to do, is going to just head over and just sit down on the bed, set their bag to their side, and pull up their sleeve of the arm that had the chip out of it. And we'll go digging through their bag to find the pendant because they had once again stowed it away okay we established that it reappears on your neck um but if you're going to say that you pulled it out of the bag i'm okay with maybe it you know maybe it doesn't always do that if you're that's They're, what we're going to establish yeah. that's fine yeah okay um so you pull it out and it has the same appearance uh you know it's got that chartreuse color but it's flecking off and there is the original black underneath that let's see uh they set the pendant down and just keep digging through their bag um um, pulls out what looks to be a um, paint of that same chartreuse color and a paintbrush and will begin to apply the paint where it's flecking and keep an eye on their arm. Okay, so I think that this is going to be used magic and you tell me, I see this as two things. So I'm going to say... There's an option, banish the spirit or curse from the person, object, your place, it inhabits, or heal one harm from an injury, cure a disease, or neutralize a poison. In neither of these cases are you going to just banish the whole spirit out of you forever. Mm -hmm. That would be a little extreme. <laughs> but you might sort of, you know, rewind some of the damage that you received. As far as healing goes, none of you would have any harm. You've rested up a week. The one who you're most impressed by recovering would probably be Ashton because it's like, how did... But Ashton seems to be doing all right. But Power back, ribs. <laughs> back to uh, Cassandra. Um, um, you tell me, what do you feel like is most appropriate here? I'd probably say the banishment attempt. You know, trying to get some yeah, of that, that, that evil, mm -hmm. you know, influence. Trying to get that influence out. Okay. Um, roll me plus weird. Alrighty. Seven. Okay. Um, now, the one thing I'm going to also establish here, since this is sort of a mixed success. So Monster of the Week has a very nice expansion and supplement to it called Tome of Mysteries, which contains a lot of stuff which we probably just won't use. It would be adding a lot in the middle of the game. One thing that it does have that I very much think is cool, um, which it adds some of the classes, ironically enough, the Spooky uh, had these in the original, but it adds luck moves to every single class, which means when you spend a luck point in it, there's a trigger that happens. And so bear in mind, you know, feel free to spend your luck points. And if y'all have been not spending them because you want the consequences, this does a nice thing of like, it sort of trades off one consequence for another. Anyways, are you going to take the seven? Do you want to spend a luck point? Um, I'll take the seven. Okay. And I, again, I'm going to be picking the side effects. This is what I'm going to say. 
This is actually kind of fun. You fleck it, you, you paint it, and then you actually look back and your arm, that, that, that chip is gone. But then you feel inside, just almost kind of in your, in your gut, for lack of a better spot, but kind of almost in your body, you feel like a sting. It almost, it feels almost like an ache in your whole body, almost like a, like a fever reaction when you get an infection. And you just take one harm, ignore armor is the glitch. And uh, another thing that I'm implementing is there are actually harm specific uh, moves, which means in addition to just taking the harm, there are consequences. Uh, I'm gonna get some great foley of me shuffling through my papers while I talk here. <laughs> on a one harm or more injury, the options are fall down, take minus one ongoing, pass out intense pain. I'm just gonna say, we've hit you with so many passed out. I don't wanna do that to Cassandra again anytime soon. But I'm just gonna say intense pain, like it is kind of, you feel sort of achy. Like it's it's sharp at first and then it dies down a little bit. Got my second dose of the vaccine the other day and I definitely felt achy the next day and kind of sore. So it's just kind of that. You just sort of feel irritably painful, but not in a way that's going to be super debilitating. Yeah. Um, upon seeing that, Cassandra just stares at the pendant for a while before being like, fuck it, might as well see if this happens. And we'll use a fingernail to remove the fresh paint and see what happens. Hey. <laughs> All right. I guess you're experimenting more than you're trying to get anything yeah, temporary. Yeah, it's just more trying um, to see what's going on. Then you know what? This is what I'm going to say. I won't necessarily say that I will always do it this way, but to give you a little bit of a hint, the eight goes away. You can heal that one harm. The chip reappears, except now it's in a slightly different spot. I think as you're doing that, like the door opens and Tempest's like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize you were in there. Cassandra spooked. They end up like dropping the pendant onto the floor because they're picking up the pendant. Their arms were raised in a way that Tempest could see the chip. Yes. Oh, uh, should I? Sorry. I thought Cassandra does not look angry, but rather just scared. Are you okay? Um, right. Um, and they'll just reach out and pick up the pendant and, you know, try to just kind of hide it beside them. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah. It's, um, you saw it, didn't you? Uh, probably, if it's what I'm thinking. The big chip in my arm? Yeah, that would be it. Yeah. It, um, it happened in, during one of our last days on, in Smithinch. Are you okay? I don't know. <sighs> I don't know what's going on with me. I, uh... Shit. Yeah, um... I've been mostly just trying to, other than researching where we're supposed to go, trying to find out what is going on with me. I've been doing that for the past 10, 11 years. Um, I found out that what's ever in me is more akin to a parasite and there's more of them. And things are happening to me that I don't know how. So, your magic comes from this thing. Yeah. But 
There are records of others. Yes. So, theoretically speaking, I mean, obviously been looking into this forever, but if there are other people who've been through this, there's got to be records of it. I'll have to find something. That's easier said than done. I mean, there might be something in your library. There might be more that Ashton can give me. Definitely Ashton look. might have some contacts. I just... <sighs> it's not easy working with people after just kind of with me and Dane for so long. Yeah, well, you know, you need your space, I understand, but if we can help, I'd like to. I'm sorry for the way I've acted towards you before. Um, I know this isn't really an excuse, it's just you. (laughs) I know you're trying to reach out. I know you are trying to be friendly. You caught me in some really bad times and it's not easy letting people close. Not after all the people I've seen die in front of me. Yeah, that would put you off it, wouldn't it? It's cool. Like like you said, wasn't exactly great times. But if you need a hand with anything, like obviously I don't have the experience you guys have, but I know a lot about how to research. I appreciate it. Sure. And I, I think they're still standing in the door and they're like, yeah, should, should I? Very awkward. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to think who to go to next. I think Dane makes the most sense yeah. on his run because, I mean, our entire viewership is based on it. <laughs> Everyone is horny for Dane. Oh, God. So, um, <laughs> Give them I what know, they I'm want. Give the people what they want. Let them take a shirt off again. Uh, screw. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, are, do you have? Would you run with your shirt off? I mean, just for that image, for everyone's sake. God damn oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if you don't. This is no pressure to do it. I just actually want the visual. You don't need fan service. No, it. Dane probably for what Dane is going to do. Dane will probably need his shirt off. Honestly, like no, no, like. Uh, no fan service like uh, intended, but like literally for what Dane is trying to do, he'll need a shirt off unless he wants to ruin that one too. Cause Dane is going to make their way out to the woods. They're actually going to leave the sword and hammer in Cassandra's possession or in the Winnebago and everything for this one scenario. And they're going to run out to the fringe of the woods and everything. They're going to stop before they breach the tree line. They go look back at the, the ranch house and ponder for a moment and then go into the forest. They'll go probably 15, 20 minutes in, just deep into the forest before they Mm -hmm. go for the run, at which point they will find a nice little cozy spot on a tree, like a branch and everything. They'll take their shirt off and hang it on there and everything. (laughs) They'll do a couple stretches and everything, you know, just... Yeah, you hear like bones kind of like crack and joints kind of like pop and Dane will close their eyes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Dane will take a deep breath. 
and then just in the uh, as soon as they finish the exhale the the mouths will all open the eyes open up and the tongues will begin to flicker and they'll go full sprint into the forest as fast as they physically can not so much as a point of like being cooped up but mostly just like they haven't really had a chance to test out their new abilities and stuff since the fight with the big sea monster and so they want to see yes. what developments that they have here and so they're going to run as fast as they can until they get to max speed and then they're going to try and whip themselves around like sharp corners and stuff like using trees okay. as like a tether and everything Spider-Man. yeah spider-man jesus <laughs> i'm trying to think if there even needs to be Actually, I kind of like there being a little bit of a role here since you're, and there's the potential for you to mess something up. Sure, yeah, yeah. Turn his face first into a tree. It's very attractive. I think that it's probably just act under pressure. It's not really pressure in the sense, but that's kind of the catch-all move. Oh yeah, that's, I'm good with that. More experience points? (laughs) Not quite, almost, almost. It's a seven. (laughs) This is what I'm gonna say. This is kind of fun. You are running through the woods at high speed. Mm-hmm. The first time you try to grab a tree and whip around a check corner, it's a, it's a little janky, but you but you get it. Yeah. And you are starting to do this quicker, and I imagine that Dane is enjoying this, right? Yes, very much so. Yes. And you are probably starting to stretch yourself, like seeing how tight you can take the corners, mm-hmm. how far away you can yeah. grab things, um, maybe even try to like grab stuff off of the trees as you're running. Yeah, very much so. You're trying stuff out. Yeah. And then at one point, you're like, I'm gonna take this corner hard. And you're gonna you're gonna push yourself. You're gonna try to take it like super quick. And it's you just push yourself just a little bit too much. And as you're whipping around, the tongue like accidentally lets go, and the centripetal force of you whipping yeah. throws you over. And you actually you're you're like I said, you're kind of in the foothills. And so this is kind of on an, an edge, and you you stumble out of the clearing of the forest. And you fall off of not a full-on ravine or yeah. nothing, but a little bit of a, an outcropping, maybe like 20 feet up or something. Okay. And and you stumble, but you you, you get your arm in and you're you're hanging there yeah. now. And what I'll give you, another thing, is that as you're hanging there, the mountain around you starts to shake just a little bit, and you actually feel as if the rock that you're grabbing onto might break away. <laughs> Like like landslide style. Uh, Dane holding onto the rock. I mean like, oh shit. And then we'll kind <laughs> of like try and like lash out the tongue to grab at like a branch that's a little bit further away or like a tree trunk. And some they'll try and like lash out and pull themselves. I'm I'm happy to make a roll here to see if I fall into this ravine. I'm debating because that would just we would we would have to do another act just for the fun of it. I feel like it's a fine line between use magic and act under pressure. And the main reason I'm gonna have you do it differently here is because you've already done the other. And I feel like diversifying is always fun. Okay. So roll me a use magic. This is gonna be do one thing that's beyond human limitations, which is practically everything Dane does. Hey, it's a nine. <laughs> okay, so there has to be a glitch. Yeah. Uh, you pick the glitch for me. Um. Hmm, let's see. Weekend, short duration, take one harm. I don't want to take harm. I don't want to get hurt. Um, Dane no one owies. <laughs> right? Dane also, me as a player, always wanting immediate unwelcome attention. Okay. This is what happens. You manage to latch onto a tree and pull yourself up. And as you look down... You actually see that there's like a trail below you. It's kind of one of those situations where, you know, there's the forest above and you just see a hiker standing there. And for a moment, they're kind of staring at you, like kind of 
a little bit surprised as to what just happened. I think it's maybe not, you know, it happened so quick that maybe it's not immediately apparent that you're totally bizarre, but it's still, you would have some explaining to do. The other thing though, is that the rock slide, like a whole chunk of that cliffside or whatever starts to come down and they immediately duck out of the way and hide. And then there's a big crash as, as a chunk of the mountain slides down and there's a bunch of dust. They're hiding behind a rock, but you see them sort of peeking out. Dana, at this moment, uh, they'll have shut their mouths and, um, just do a really awkward wave, just... Hi. Um... Hey, there, friend, how you doing? Y'all right? You need some help? Uh, like... <laughs> no. I am fine. Are That's you? A, I'm good. That was a nifty, uh... Nifty doohicker you, you pulled out there. What, what was... What, how did you, uh... You got like some fancy climbing equipment or something? It is, uh... <laughs> looks at the hand, looks at his hand. Yeah, grappling hook. It is, <laughs> it is a, a, a retractable grappling hook. It is like the, the, the cat man. Uh, I almost expected you to pull a tempest and be like, it is a body modification. <laughs> okay, I think that you need to roll manipulate someone here to see how well you convince this Fuck. poor person. This, uh, ready for the experience point? Oh, God! <laughs> it's a three. <laughs> Do you want to take a luck point here? No. All right. I hate we don't like men. <laughs> God, he help me. steps out he becomes out of rock you can see him a lot better he looks like he's maybe in his uh, 40s 50s reasonably fit he looks like he's dressed in some hiking gear he must come out here every once in a while and yeah he's a maybe about a 5'8 white dude mm -hmm. with not a full on cowboy hat but kind of like one of those sort of more wide brimmed yeah. hiking hats on probably got like you know a backpack he looks like he you know knows what he's doing a little bit uh, well, friend I've I've seen my fair share of uh Climbing and hiking equipment and that, uh, I sure wasn't it. Are you, uh, where, uh, where, where are you, um, what, what's your name, uh, friend? Uh, it, it's, it's Dane. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Joe. Uh, why don't, uh, I, you, you, I take it you're new around here. Yes, I am. Alright, um... You... Are you alright, mister? Depends on what you mean by alright. <laughs> Physically, I am okay. You're, I guess, sort of looking down at him yeah. from above talking this conversation. Are you going to climb down and talk? Or are you uh, yeah, Dana, Dana's just kind of like gonna slide down the best they can okay i i mean i, I think uh I, I should probably uh i'm very um kind of confused a little bit confused uh I, I just uh do you mind being honest with me about what that was are you like i'm i'm not am i in danger right now should i be running no you will be you are f fine i am of not no threat to you let remember what Cassandra said. Start over from the beginning. I am Who's Dane. Cassandra? Okay. And Dane will hold out a very stiff hand for a handshake. <laughs> yes! 
trying so hard. Bless him. He shakes your hand. He's like, Joe, as established. It is a pleasure, Joe. I am hiking in the woods. Well, running. All right. And what what was that on your hand again? It is a body modification. He nods very much like he is like, sure, whatever you want to say, bud. All right. Uh, um, I assume I'm going to assume it's not a body modification, but that's fine. It is um, as close an approximation as a body modification is. Just show them, Dane. Just show them. And Dane will oh <laughs> whip out whip out a tongue. Not the okay. not your best decision. No, but <laughs> this Dane. is what I'm gonna do then because you failed on yeah. the roll. Yeah, he backs up and he sort of stares at you like a little scared, and then he just turns and starts running down. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, if anything, I think he had a very like I think he wasn't sure, and so he's trying he maybe friendly. And now that you've shown it, he's like like fuck. All right, this is scary. I'm gonna run because this hate. is very on brand for Dane trying to be a better person. Uh, Dane will run after them. Run alongside them, be like, I don't mean any harm to you. I just running through the woods. He's pulling it on you your You say that, Dane, and then you feel a sharp sting in your eyes as he sprayed you with some pepper spray. Dane, running, getting bear sprayed, tumbling and smashing into a trunk of a tree. <laughs> And just like, <laughs> and then you get knocked out, and you get up, and your eyes just still sting. I don't think you have a great way to deal with it. He's probably gone by this point. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> it was a delayed reaction, but it was still very much a reaction. Yeah, Dane will kind of like, since they don't have anything to deal with, that they're gonna um, listen around and see if they can find like a nearby stream or something. Okay. I won't even make you roll for that one at this point. I think you find one and you you manage to wash your face. Hi everyone, it's Dana here with a quick mid-break. Not too much going on this week, just a quick reminder, if you haven't yet, to follow us on Twitter, at MiddlingPod. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcatcher it is that you're using. If you're interested in getting more content from the show, you can support us on Patreon. So we started putting out some interviews. We've got one with me and Daisy up. We're putting out episodes of Mingling with Monsters. And also, I should hopefully be done soon with getting the soundtrack together. It's been a lot. I think there's something like 40 to 60 tracks on it already. So I, I took a lot, um, but I, I think all of it's pretty good. And I think you guys will be excited to hear it. Also, in the continuation of what we've been trying to do of highlighting causes and things that we feel are particularly important, one cause which has been important for a while but seems to be higher in the public consciousness is the apartheid being carried out by the state of Israel and Palestine. Unlike some of the previous causes we've recommended, I have tried asking around for places that could use donations and some of the folks that I know that uh, are familiar with this cause informing that it's a little bit harder to do, although if there are recommendations, we welcome them. But one thing that you definitely can do is get involved in whatever way you're capable of in the BDS movement, which stands for Boycott, Disvestment, and Sanctions. And it's a movement that is working to end international support for Israel's oppression of Palestinians and provide pressure for Israel to comply with international law. We'll have a link in the show description to a website, bdsmovement.net, that you can visit if you would like to learn more. And as a quick aside to that, I 
Do you think that it is important to stress the appropriate critiques to have around the situations are ones which are anti-imperialist and anti-colonialist. They are not ones which are anti-Semitic. So we want to make very clear that what we're doing in saying this is not providing cover for anti-Semitic remarks, but rather attempting to stand in solidarity with colonized and oppressed peoples around the world. One of the best ways that we can do that, in the case of those of us in the show living in America or living in other Western countries, is pressuring our representatives, organizing in other ways to create pressure so that the countries that we are a part of stop backing what is going on in Palestine. Because the reality is, while it is easy to condemn the state of Israel and what they're doing, they're only able to do that because other Western countries provide them the support to do so. And so we want to remain very focused in our criticism and in our efforts in stopping that. Okay, and on that note, I want to thank you all for listening and supporting us. It really does mean a lot. We really, really appreciate it. And it just makes us happy every time we put a new episode out and get to see, you know, y'all's reactions and everything. The next episode is going to be coming out on June 8th, so we'll be excited to share that with you. It's going to be really, really fun. This this arc, we're a few episodes in to recording it so far, and it's been just a real blast. It's been a great arc. Uh, I think if y'all enjoy these characters, you're really going to love the places this arc takes them. So see you guys on June 8th. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. We'll cut back now to Ashton. Ashton, what would you be looking around? Like, I guess I wanted to ask you, do you have a fridge in this place? Of course, yes. It's in the kitchen area. And it's got magnets on it, right? No. Oh, it doesn't? No, not this one. No, magic fridge. Okay, okay. Yeah, is there anything else you'd be checking on? He would go down the hallway. He wouldn't go into his room since Cassandra's in that room now. He would open one room and it would be a study area. Like, lots of books on shelves. Uh, it's actually where the fireplace is at. The one that was extending out into a chimney. It looks like it needs to be cleaned. And it's, it's just real nice. It's real nice in there. Um, library. Okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything I want to give you here in particular. I think for the most part, everything looks good, except give me a book title. Like, a, a book that might be in the library. Um... Not not a real world book that we have, but like a maybe a monster manual of some kind. Oh, okay. Venoms and how to use them for your own purposes. Ominous. You see a title of Venoms and how to use them for your own purposes, and you are you're pretty meticulous about what is or isn't you know in your places, right? Mm-hmm. When you forget, you, you don't remember there being a copy of Venoms and how to use them in this library. He's gonna, he, like, I, I'm, he's gonna be going through anyways and, like, looking, like, at all the books and thinking, like, of maybe cleaning up in here. He's gonna just, like, be looking by and he'll, uh, see that one and he'll just be like, Wait a second, you aren't, you're not supposed to be here. And he'll, like, reach to, like, pull it out. Okay. Uh, are you gonna try to look it over maybe, see if there's anything weird yeah, about it? Yeah, just, like, flip through the pages, uh, Okay. See the quality of it. Um, uh, roll me investigate a mystery. So that's seven. Okay, you get to ask me one question. What happened here? As you're flipping through the pages, you're you're looking through and you find a page on this serpent, um, but like a not just your average day, you know, boa constrictor or whatever. Its scales are almost like jewel encrusted. See, if it's like a jewel kind of thing, then I guess it would. Yeah. Be, it would read something like. Uh, 
The jeweled snake of Calabas can be sometimes found near lava vents. If you happen to be bitten and injected with its venom, it will feel as if you are having the lava itself pouring through your veins. This can be very useful in interrogation, cooking, spices, making good peppers. Hey, this, um, as you read that page, you start to read those words and you hear them in your mom's voice. I like I literally hear her voice. Um not not like in a you know supernatural sort of way. You just you remember them that way. And you remember them because your mom pulled out this book in the kitchen just a little bit down and read from it as she was using this to make stuff. And you remember that oh yeah, th this book has always been here and it was one of my mom's favorites. <sighs> and and you realize like in that moment like oh shit. I forgot about this again, and it seemed this is that you are certain of two things simultaneously. You are certain that this book has been here. It's been part of the collection. Your mom has read from it before. It's actually you have some fond memories of it with her. And you are also certain that you 100% did not think it was here and shouldn't belong here just a few minutes ago. You are certain of those two things simultaneously. So I'm certain that this is a book that we own. Like this is this is one that we have. Yep. But I'm pretty sure that it's not supposed to be here. So let me let me put it to you this way. It's it's similar to the phone in that a minute or two ago, you were certain that it shouldn't belong here. You felt very confident about that. It felt very out of place. Now it feels now it's the opposite. It feels like, no, 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 this this is absolutely supposed to be here. This is fine. And I think the the latter one is maybe the one that you feel more certain of currently. But the, there is some conflict there of like you you do not feel capable of trusting whatever your your memories are in this moment. He literally has my memory loss. It's like real life. Um. <laughs> How does Ashton feel upon this realization? This is now at least the third time something like this. Has he's happened. really confused. Like his face even says it like as he's standing there, the door behind him is open and he's just like holding this book in his hands and flipping through the pages. And he's just like kind of confused but like nodding his head like this this was here it you couldn't but huh. and he'll like He'll shake his head and just close it shut and then throw it back on the shelf, like slide it back into its place. And he will look around the rest of the room and he'll just uh, walk out and be now venturing over to his mother's room. Okay, I'm going to say nothing else of particular um, note happens as you look for things or as they described. Dane, um, would you be headed back after all of this? Yeah, uh... Sadly. <laughs> okay. Jane walks up, eyes maybe still a little stinging, but not too bad, and enters the door. Em is actually there looking on her phone. You come and she's like, oh, you all right, dude? Do you have your shirt or did you leave it in the woods? Uh, Dane has a shirt, but it's like draped over his arm. <laughs> okay. How fucked okay. up is there's like twigs and leaves just like in his hair kind of coming out smud and dirt smeared over his body um he's a little wet don't get that on the floor <laughs> i will clean it later <laughs> D yeah dane walks in tracking mud oh shit mm. um are you okay dude yes i'm fine all right, I guess that's what fine looks like. Um, and then she's actually, uh, she's looking at her phone. I actually think I may have found us uh, uh, a lead 
um, might be useful. And she holds up her phone and points it at you, and you see uh, it is an article from nearby. The headline is, Two Boys Missing in Bearskin Mine, Parents Fear the Worst, or whatever. Like, Community Fears the Worst, or whatever. Okay. Interesting. I don't want M to be, like, giving y'all too many hints or whatever, but I also don't want her to feel useless. Like, she's not a person with her own agency, because oh, yeah, yeah. she would probably look for that. Yeah. <laughs> Dane, looking at the article. Mm. I mean, let's start. Yeah, better than nothing. Um, I think uh, Ashton walked by. He seemed kind of confused, but he always looks a little bit confused. Mm. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I think I think Cassandra is in the room over there, and she points to the room. Uh, Tempest, where would you have headed? Would you have gone back to Winnebago or walked around, or what would you have done? I think they've like. I've never been in a Winnebago. I think they're like, if there is a door to the back, they're sitting on it. They're sitting on like the step, like, um, reading some like cryptids A to Z and taking notes. Okay, Tempest, you have a move, which I love the name of because it's so ah, delightfully inappropriate for them. Because yes. it is the woman or man with a plan, but we're going to call it the NB with a plan, I suppose, if you're okay with that. The them with the plan. <laughs> The what? The them with a plan? The okay. them with the plan, the expert with the plan. The we'll come plan. up with something snappy. Can you read that move off to us? At the beginning of each mystery, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, hold two. On a seven to nine, hold one. Spend the hold to be where you need to be, prepared and ready. On a miss, the keeper holds one they can spend to put you in the worst place, unprepared and unready. Yes. So, um... Go ahead and roll me. I, you're reading some cryptid data. I think this is mostly just you trying to brush up and be ready. Yeah. Um, for more stuff. Um, so roll me a plus chart. Yeah. And if if there is like any section local to this in their many books gifted to them by my father figure, um, then they will yeah, be no, I, that, that tracks. looking for those. Okay. That is a total of a nine. Of a nine. <laughs> okay. Um, so you get to you get one hold, right? Yes. I'm going to translate this then loosely. It doesn't even have to be what you choose to spend it on doesn't have to be applicable to this, but just for a little bit of flavor. What's one monster that you learn a thing about where you're like, okay, I could deal with this better? Hmm. I don't know much about Appalachian folklore besides my obsession with old gods of Appalachia. Then you can pull something from old gods of Appalachia. They're bigger than us. They don't even <laughs> probably care. We love them. Mm. <sighs> okay. I'm going to go with the boy because I love the boy. Which is, um, f from my personal understanding of it, is a sort of spirit that takes revenge, uh, that takes the form of a young child who died in the mines and takes revenge on those who caused the death of boys in mine environments, sometimes yep. while destroying the entire mine and everyone in it to do it. And what do you find out that would be useful in dealing with a spirit like this? that their sort of manifestation is normally a boy with an oil lamp in sort of mining clothes. But I think what they would find out that would be useful is that they could find who they targeted by tracking people who had been connected to those kind of death. Okay. Who had been connected to the horrible waste of life that occurs when a eight, a nine, a 10 year old boy dies in a mine somewhere. Yeah. Find the person who is responsible who put them there, you will find the boy. Okay, no, that's perfect. I mean, since we established that there's spirits around this stuff, mm -hmm. even if that's not directly applicable, it could certainly come in handy, the general logic of it. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Steve Shell. It's relatively later in the evening at this point. I think, you know, maybe you all have uh, 
Yeah, Dane, your run probably took at least an hour, and the checking on the other stuff probably took everyone a little bit. Everyone sort of settled in. It was about afternoon when we started. It took you over two hours to get there, so it was probably about you know five or six. And now it's like six or seven, or yeah, six or seven ish. So it's getting you know a little bit later. It's not dark yet because again we're kind of late August, where things don't get still don't get dark super mm-hmm. early. But uh, sun is going down. Sun's going down, big fella. Don't you fucking dare! <laughs> so I guess I want to know. What is everyone's plans? Em has given y'all a little bit of a lead. Cassandra's figured some things out. Dane, you've had an encounter of some kind. <laughs> Ashton is still very confused about everything. Oh, uh, did I ever get to go through mom's room? Um, did you want to explain it? Was that for our sake? You want to talk about what he sees? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Ashton, after having that whole thing happen in the study, he will move across the hall and into his mom's room, which is kind of like next to, it's the door next to where his room is. And he'll walk in and it's nothing special. Uh, It's pretty obvious from the way that this house has been shown that this is definitely one of the less magical houses. Yes. This is uh, basically a normal house. There are are a few things that we haven't seen yet, but there, this is one of those normal houses that he just happens to own. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So, walking into his mom's room, uh, there is, like, two sets of windows on, like, the far wall across from the door, and there's bed, and then on each side, there is a bedside table on each side. Though, from the look of the room, it doesn't look like there was anyone else who would stay here, it would just be his mom and, like, nobody else. There's, like, clutter on, uh, some sides on the left bedside table, crumpled up papers, and maybe, like, a, a book or two. That were was bookmarked and then left or forgotten. One thing that's constant though is that across like the open wall space, rather than having just like empty walls, it's just like paintings and paintings of other people, um, just random people, strangers, kind of like how they had in the uh, first house. He'll just walk in and he will um, walk over to one of the bedside tables and he'll just pull it open just to see what's inside. Um, and he'll pull out like two or three dollars and shove it in his pocket. Okay. And then he'll turn around and he'll like look through uh, the closet for it and go into its master bath and look around, just searching for like anything that could be useful or uh, even anything that his mom might have left behind if she was here, though it doesn't really look like she was here at all. But he's just searching through and I'm sure that in other parts of the house, people can hear like the thud of him throwing stuff, like trying to find things. Yes. Chucking shit over his shoulder. And at one point he's like, oh, maybe I should check under the bed. And he goes to check under the bed and pulls out this huge fucking suitcase. Oh, I remember this. And he opens it and there's like where usually there would have been weapons and armaments of all sorts. It's strangely barren. Okay. Which means it was probably emptied out at one point, which means the weapons are somewhere else. When he clicks it open and opens it, like he had a smile on his face when he was like about to open it. And then like he sees that it's empty and he just goes, (laughs) oh, baby. I would have given you some nice toys. I actually admire your restraint and not being able to Chris find Chris is learning the <laughs> There's nothing there, which means Dana can use nothing against that. Exactly. exactly. You have nothing. <laughs> nothing. Don't worry. And then you can't remember. No. Um, 
There was something no. in there at one point. <laughs> the only weird thing that you have noticed was the book thing so far. Everything I'm going to say, like, just from my perspective, everything else that you look over, ever, you know, it is as you have described it. There is nothing odd other than the odd things that would already be there because you're an odd person. Yeah. Um. He will slide the suitcase back under and then go to windows and, like, open up the curtains, let some light in. And then he'll look around and then he'll go to the right side bedside table. One thing that he always remembered about his mom is that even though she, you know, slept alone, if he got scared in the middle of the night or something and went to go sleep with her or whatever, she would say, oh, you know, like left side is mom's side or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And so he would go over to the right side bedside table and he would open up the drawer and inside there is a small key. Okay. And he's just going to take that out and pocket it too. And he will uh, look over, look the room over one more time. And then he's just going to leave and close the door. He has his hands in his pockets as he leaves and he looks to the uh, fourth door that is next to the study. And he thinks for a second and then he just heads back to the main living room. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's a good description. And now we've got everyone together. So everyone's in the same room. Yeah. Uh, Dane quietly like picking twigs and leaves from his hair. Yeah, Dane definitely does look worse for wear a little bit. What the fuck happened to you? I went for a run. Did you trip and fall? No, I nearly flew off a cliff. Uh, ha- <laughs> I want to see. Off a Cassandra, cliff? Cassandra seems to want to say something. <laughs> yeah, like sorry. Basically, everything Ashton had said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, just like Cassandra, just like looking Dane up and down, being like, eh, yeah, no. I mean, you look fine. So. <laughs> Dane gives a thumbs up. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anything else happen while you're out there? Uh, Dane thinking about the encounter with the hiker. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I met someone. I see. Aw, how's it going so far? Uh, poorly. <laughs> That's all right, buddy, you know. Did you? We all... Tempest is visibly amused. Did you scare them? I did scare him, yes. In the good way or the bad way? Purpose or? It was not on purpose. Oh. His name is Joe. (laughs) I'm glad you're on a first name basis. Ames just does like the little heart hands, like, aw, so cute. <laughs> Dane just got, shoots a look at Em, it's like, not like that. <laughs> Did they see anything monstrous? No. <laughs> Dane, like putting his hand behind his back. Dane? <laughs> Did they see any of the mouths open? They may have seen me careen off the cliff and then pull myself back. Maybe not a mouth, but a tongue. You are still lying, right? There is still the left. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a little more. Like that got in the trash. Like, like how how much more? Dane mimics the action of whipping out the tongue. Cassandra's just putting her in her head, her face in her hands, and just like 
<laughs> I tried to explain to him that I wasn't going to hurt him, and then he sprayed mace in my eyes. Yeah, that's that sounds about right for reaction, Dane. Most people would. It's like when Archibald saw Slurpee. Except worse. Except worse, yeah. Let's hope that person is a tourist and, or, you know, just visiting and not, you know, a resident of the town. They gestures to Tempest. They handled it fine. Did they? I did freak out. <laughs> I do this shit for a living. Yeah, Ashton does this for a living. M as well. Also, Monster yeah. Hunter. Remember how Andy had like a religious crisis? <laughs> one thing i will give you dane in response to cassandra's question hopefully they're a tourist i think they mentioned i think that i said something to the effect of like you know who are you like are you new here or whatever which yeah. sort of implies that yeah. they're yeah they also looked like somebody who had like done this before you said that they were like well equipped yeah. and everything like they had done yeah. they they have been through the the whole Nothing Dane. about the language would immediately suggest tourist yeah. to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're hoping. But. Dane will willfully ignore that question and um, go nice. back at like turn in Tempest's direction. Anyways, enough of that. You had a lead. I didn't have anything. I have been reading. I, I got I got something. We talked about it like two seconds ago. Where you go, Greeny? <laughs> Dane smirking. So, uh, apparently a couple kids went missing in a mine nearby. And given Cassandra, would you have relayed the whole I saw someone in a mine thing to everyone at this point? Yeah, it would have been like, uh, most likely dealing with ghosts. But you also would have relayed the cave part too, yeah, right? Yeah, to the cave. Obviously, thing. yeah, the cave part being like, yeah, being like, okay, we're, okay. you know, related to ghosts. Uh, fucking yeah, words. Cave ghosts. Yeah, cave ghosts. Cave ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's like, so uh, a couple kids went missing in a mine. That's probably not a coincidence. You didn't so... say they were kids. Well, okay, like. Uh, <laughs> wait, no, no that, that was directed at Cassandra. Wait, wait. What age what? were they? Like, specifically? She looks at the article. It uh, looks like about 17. Uh, I'm not going to say they deserved it, but... You're going to want to not finish that sentence. Dave shoots a look. What the fuck, Ashton? I don't kids. like kids. They're I don't fucking... like kids. Then keep your mouth shut so about it. they don't deserve to die, Ashton. Hey, hey. We don't know that they're dead. Cassandra's like, what? Starting to, is in their 30s, starting to go into their 30s. You know, yeah. so it's like they see teenagers as just babies. Wait, wait. How, okay. Yeah. Okay. How old is Ashton? 20. You've been, you started alone at 17. Yeah, about 20. He's young. He's young. Well, okay, no, wait, because remind me just, I, I don't want to be a stickler on this, but I think you were alone at 17, right? That's when you were first alone. Yeah. And, and you've been alone be fair, for seven years. Yeah. Right? And I'm not, okay. So they said that kids gone missing, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Not dead. He's saying this because he doesn't think that they're dead. He just yeah. thinks that they're missing. Oh, no. That's I just fair. wanted to calculate. Is, is Tempest yeah, no. something like 25? Are they the youngest person here? Probably. I actually think Ashton might be the youngest because I think uh, just to do the calculus, it's okay if we drift from this a bit. Mm-hmm. But I think Ashton was alone at 17 and it's been seven years. So they're about 24 is what I've gathered. Is that okay, Chris? Or do we want to tweak that at this point? 
No, that's probably sounds right. Ashton yeah. has I no can... idea how old they are anymore because their mind has been wiped. I mean, on some level, I don't know. Your mom probably did birthdays. Oh, yeah. But the second that she disappeared, there were no more birthdays. <laughs> when Cassandra hears someone react the way like Ashton's being like, you know, very mm-hmm. dismissive towards children in danger, that's like in a reaction for Cassandra. For me, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah just, I just reacted. Yeah, that's an in-character reaction for Tempest yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, yeah. yeah, I'm not trying to, like, make people go, like, whoa, what the fuck? That's kind no. of fucked up. No, he's, yeah. been, he, yeah. he's been a child in danger his entire fucking life. <laughs> yeah. No, I think on some level, that makes sense, because Ashton would be, like, a mix of, like, Either they're capable and they'll be fine, or they stuck their notes in something they shouldn't have, in which yeah. case, like, you know. In which case, they know. probably deserved it. Yeah, yeah to- totally <laughs> fair. That's I what I meant by that. that. I wanted yeah. to clarify oh, I asked all that. that. Because of, um, because, you know, we've talked about uh, making, you know, things like that with kids, so I wanted to check. Yeah. I realized that I yeah. had sort of set up a scenario like that, incidentally. It's all good. Yeah, anyways, anyways yeah. back to the Child actual show. Child endangerment doesn't make me happy, but we can, like, it, it's not... From, you can stop yeah. it if you go fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we don't steer too deep into the triggers that we have previously discussed, we should be yeah. happy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dane thinking about their ages. Mm, I was already sailing by then. Right. <laughs> gotta, get some, gotta get some shit knocked into you by that age. Yeah, I was on my own by 15. High school age. That's high school age. Doesn't mean they need to, you know be in enough danger to go die because of something supernatural that most people don't even acknowledge. Wait, I need clarification. High school is which years? How many schooling? Between 14 and 18. Huh. Sound like... (laughs) Ashton's reaction. (laughs) Career training. Um, Before career training. Mostly. Is that like... Before you learn how to skin a deer or after? No, you don't learn well how to after. skin a deer. Well after. Well after. You, okay. uh, they don't teach I mean, that in high school, Not I if think. you're going to the wrong high school, you don't. But... I, I mean, fair. What high school do one skin a deer? I didn't go to high school. Huh? No. Yeah, whatever high school Ashton went to, apparently, which is nothing. My uncle showed me how to skin a deer at eight. Christ. Yeah, but Dane, you're old. Yes. Like, really old. You're just getting slow. Gestures to all of you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it looks like the police are investigating the mine. Um, So getting access to that might be a Mm -hmm. pain in the ass, but we could probably, I mean, you're apparently, we have someone who can scare people off, so nothing could go wrong there. I think if we scare a cop, we're going to get shot. I can take a bullet. Uh, I mean, that's pretty... Stay behind me. Yeah, stay behind him then. It'll be perfect. I'd rather He's not big. get into another sticky situation with cops, Dane. Look. No, 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 don't you look me. He had donuts. You know that's valid. <laughs> that's a fair fucking point. <laughs> a cat, baby. <laughs> or like a cat, all cops, all cops. ACHD, all cops have donuts in them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can get them if you're brave. Yeah. The, the, the donuts in the cops' hands are free, and you can just take them like the ducks <laughs> mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, God. you know that you could go to 
the mine is certainly a place to look, though you also know that the cops are investigating it so that you'd have to figure something out there. Is there a plan to do anything tonight? Or is it going to be like, we need to rest up and wait for tomorrow? Dane kind of like taps a finger on their chin. If there are mines and they are old, they may have maps or at least some generic layout, which means, and from what I understand, there should be multiple entrances. The cops cannot cover every single one. And maybe they are not all mapped. Hell yeah, mine heist, mine heist. <laughs> it would Does it be. count as a heist? What are we robbing from a mine? Em, em looks at you and whispers, just let me have this. Make <laughs> <laughs> a nod back. Nod the thumbs up. <laughs> I do not know if we can get access to maps here. I mean, there's have... probably a library. Which means we will have to go into town. I can probably take care of that. Considering my earlier event, I should probably refrain from town. Very sensible, I think. Mm. Don't uh, want another sticky situation. <laughs> Looks at Cassandra with puppy dog eyes. <laughs> Sweet man. <sighs> Big man, big, big Love man. my dad. <laughs> so. You have all these dads, don't you? So mm -hmm. many dads. Every single one of them can be my father. All right, so we're going to look for the library. Dane's not going to go into town because he scared people. And um, uh, I can, I mean, I can go, uh, I can go into town with uh, Tempest uh, if need be. I mean, unless we, we want to take the whole Winnebago, seems like a good idea. Are we doing that tonight, or what? Perhaps it would be better for us to rest tonight and go in the morning. Yeah. It is late. Do you think... Tempest, thanks for a minute. Do you, do you think it'll make a difference? For the kids in the mine? <sighs> I can... If you'd like... Cassandra and I can go in the general direction and find a starting point. I mean, the reality is if we run in before we know anything, we're just going to end up like them. Yeah, that's, that's not gonna just... not going to help anybody. Right. Yeah. Which is... You're right. I just... Uh, I really don't want to walk in there tomorrow and have been too late, you know? I don't either, but I also don't want to walk in there tomorrow and not walk out. Yeah, they shrug. She's right. Yeah. <laughs> we can do some work tonight. What is possible. But it would be better for us to start our... our uh, endeavor in earnest tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they okay. nod. Perhaps we can also plan for certain things if they happen. We can discuss that tonight. Bonfire. Bonfire! Do you want no. us to find a donut shop? No. No. I want syrup. I want pancakes. Yeah, you got it. What, in the, mo in the morning or right now? Now. Go to the... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can get you some pancakes. Ashton just puts on an apron, like... Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll walk over to the kitchen area. Tell me that there's not a kiss to cook apron in this house. 
No, but there is, oh. there is one that says uh, the cook is a demon slayer on it. Oh, I love that. You just, you just hear Cassandra so from the living room being like, you have an extra apron? Uh, yeah, check the pantry. Right, yeah, and uh, Cassandra's going to help uh, Ashton cook. Pancake mix is one of the things that stays good. I will go and retrieve firewood. And they'll run out and go uproot some trunks. Jesus okay. Christ. <laughs> Don't scare anybody. You could, you could just pick up fucking twigs. No, it's... Everyone's okay with this. I think the next thing we just literally cut to is everyone around the bonfire eating pancakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. Oh, God, these are good. Both Ash and Cassandra just covered in flour. <laughs> yeah. I didn't bother, Glee. Yeah. Dane a- with, like, a huh. whole stack of pancakes. Yes. Sufficient. That is your second <laughs> stack. And I require a third. He's a big man, Ashton. You know what? I think it's time to take this as an opportunity to teach you how to make your own pancakes. No. Yes, we're doing this. Cassandra, I think that if you teach him how to make food, he's not ever going to stop. That seems like a good thing, actually. Dan... How old are you that you cannot cook your own pancakes? I can cook pancakes. I just cannot cook them well. Why? How old are you? Though? That's because you get you get distracted by the time they're almost done and they end up burning. Dane, stopping, uh, kind of uh, half listening to Cassandra, looks at M. I lost track. Oh. Before. Yeah. I don't remember how old I remember. My first memories are old long rifles, bayonets. Before that, a villa somewhere across the ocean. Spain. It was. We did not have computers and anything then. Ashen gives Dane a look. That's why. Mm. What what kind of a look? I got a, a concerned look. Yeah. Like bayonets, like pre World War Two kind of fighting thing. Like knives tied to sticks with rope. I mean, if need be. That just sounds like a spear. Yeah, it sounds like a spear. You put it on a gun. As Dane starts like to look more troubled and trying to remember, Cassandra just kind of like reaches out and like with like, because her hands are tiny, especially compared to Dane, just reaching out with like two hands, grabbing one of Dane's hands. Dane will take their hand, kind of like gently like stroke the Stroke it, and so that puts you at least over a hundred years old. More than that, I know. I don't remember the year. Huh. Well, uh, you look good for a grandpa, I guess. Yeah. I have. Dane, looking like they're thinking really hard. I remember when they first sailed over here. To America. 
like... They thought it was someplace else. Like 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue? Kind of? Shortly after that. Huh. Weird. Okay. So pretty old then. Like we're we're outside of grandpa territory by a bit, I think. A little bit. Uh very valuable antique. I remember many months on the boat. The ship. An actual ship, not the boats that you have now. Grandmasts. Hundreds of us. A while. I remember coming over. And then running into the wilderness and then coming back for a war. They were fighting for freedom, their own right, but it wasn't it was messy. It wasn't clear cut. He made sure I knew that. Who's he? Dane almost goes to speak their name and then doesn't. Someone from an old life. When I was different. Like me. Except scarier. Fuck. Not in the way that you think, though. No teeth. With that, with like... Because I'm assuming everybody else's expressions is more, like, curious than anything. Ashton is just looking at his pancakes and doesn't... Looks like he's not really listening. Yeah. Tempest is very clearly thinking, like, you could answer so many goddamn questions about everything. Cassandra looks very serious and concerned. She has seen this many times from Dane. They are not scary in the way that they have teeth nor skulk in the shadows. Not in a way that a sound sends shivers down your spine and makes you question whether something is real or not. They make you wonder if what you are is what you are. If your thoughts are yours, or if they make you question not the world, but Dane shrugs. Well, well, shit, that got heavy. Yeah. So anyone else got any trauma they want to talk about? Ashton is done with his pancakes. He puts his plate down on the grass. He gets up and goes back inside. Oh, oh that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's so good. I think uh, Apparently he probably did. Yeah. I think that's like. enough questions about Dane's past for now. Yeah. Sorry if it was uh, personal. It is good for me to remember to try. I mean, you're at least 560, so you've got a lot to work on. I remember the big events. 
But the days are... The days are fleeting. Where does Ashton go inside? Ashton is, after he closes the sliding glass door behind him, he will immediately go for uh, his mother's room and he will go to where his bag is and he will zip it open quickly and he will pull out the tube with the pictures of Dane. Oh, yes. And then he is going to grab his phone and he is going to type in a number. Now, so this is something I will say. Um... I am happy to do this. Your phone that you got from the phone, it, it was burnt out. It is not usable. I am totally fine with the idea that you have purchased a burner phone he, at some point. He bought, now that you know what they he are. bought a new one since his old okay. one was broken on the way there. Yep. 100% fine. Like, guess, what do you, who, what, what number do you call? Do I have to like create a, a number? No, 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 no. no <laughs> but just, who, who are you calling? Who are you calling? He is calling someone he has not talked to in a very, very long time. He is typing into his phone and, uh, it rings for a bit, and eventually it picks up, and it is actually going to be a uh, analyst, a historian, really, that he hasn't talked to in a very long time. Uh, Give me a name. His name is Lilin Doss. Lilin Doss. Yeah. Okay. Where does Lilin Doss work? Lilin Doss works in the... He used to work in the Smithsonian, but now he works usually from home. Uh... He lost his job quite a while ago, though he still has some good resources to pull from, and he's known to help people with uh, sourcing certain shit. Okay. That's kind of a Scottish accent. All right. <laughs> I, was gonna go, I was about to go a very different direction. Let's go get Scottish. Scottish. What kind of, um, who is it? Hey. Who's calling me at this hour? Lillian, it's me. Uh, son of a bitch. Yeah. You still owe me for last time. I'm Irish now, apparently. I gotta get that Scottish there. <laughs> <laughs> like, this was sprout. I was gonna go with like nerd voice, because I heard historian, and then Scottish is the. And I was like, can I do a Scottish nerd? And the answer was, you should settle for Scottish, sweetheart, because that's probably good enough. <laughs> oh, that's so good. You still fucking owe me for last time. Yeah, listen, uh, Lillian, uh. Uh, I can probably pay you back, uh, probably, but, um, I need your help. I need your help with a little, uh, something. Roll, um, roll call the agency in this case, I think, because this is, this is pretty much what you're doing. All right. Let's see. What well, I've not had to do this before. This is fun and exciting. Roll Dana hasn't sharp. had to do a Scottish accent either, so it's fun. We're all having adventures. Yeah, this is the first time you'll have done it outside of the house. We're all really having good. an adventure now. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> Rolled a five and a one. That's not great at all. <laughs> you can sp so you can spend a luck point if this really matters to you. And I would I would encourage y'all not to be so stingy with them. That you only get you get 7, but you only get this one adventure to spend them on and if you get to the end you have a bunch left then it's fine, but I don't mm. Yeah, I'll just use a luck point, why not? Yeah, I there you go. Um now I will say I posted these in the chat. Because another thing I, I think that's fun about the luck, which I love that the Tome of Mysteries adds is this idea that these moves come with a little bit of a trade-off. And so for the professional, when you spend a point of luck, your next mission from the agency comes with lots of red tape. Lots. Oh, shit. I can't wait to see what that is. Yeah, so that you have does. to file all your orders in triplicate. He pauses, and there's like a longer pause where you think he might just hang up on you. Lillian? 
Um, well, next time it's gonna cost you. But what do you need? I uh, I got some pictures, and I need a uh, need you to dig up the uh, date. Exactly. All right, we've been over this. I can't cover that for you. If you've got pictures, you want to get rid of. No, no, it's not like last <laughs> not time. No. <laughs> God, uh... you can't make fun of me when you're like delete Ashen's nudes. Lillian, listen. I didn't I'm know. Just Josh and your lad, just give me. What do you need? Didn't know he would take those pictures. Okay. Um. <laughs> we all right. Wait. So. Uh, I got a, I got a case, and to be honest, it uh, it runs back, real back. How far back are we talking? Uh um, <laughs> talking before Christopher Columbus discovered America. All right, so pretty far back, but not too pretty far back. Yeah, maybe. Uh, hundred years before that, maybe. Just maybe. Alright, so what you need from me? Uh, I need you to dig up shit on one specific uh, person, really. Um, see, I happen to have these copies of uh, pictures of them. Uh, some of them are from really when pictures were created, it kind of looks like. Um, I just want no questions asked. I just need you to figure out who they are, where they're from, so on and so forth. It, uh, it's really important. All right, there. I think I can manage that for you. But, right. uh, uh, should I uh, somehow send you an email? Should I mail them to you? You got? Uh, you take them on your phone? Uh, yeah, I can. All right, so uh, just, just shoot me a, a text. All right, and he'll like lay them out and like start snapping pictures of each and every one of them and start sending them to him. All right, so... um. Look over these and get back to you uh, in the next day or two. All right. Sounds good. I'll also work on my accent in the meantime. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll stop drifting up to the Irish. <laughs> I don't know what it is to me. I, I used to be able to do the Scottish one. All right. Now it's just slipping from yeah. me. Happens. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Lillian. I appreciate it. Next time we see each other, I'll be sure to have your money. I believe that for a second, but all right. <laughs> he hangs up. He... Like hears him like hang up and he brings the phone down to down from his head and he just kind of smiles for a second and then he uh, pockets the picture he pockets the phone and then he trying to think yeah this is actually an intriguing choice for you isn't it he's going to take the pictures that he was given all of them and uh, is there like loose paper that I could probably find around the house sure. It's cluttered. He's going to find as much loose paper as he can, and he is going to basically, like, ball it all up with the pictures in the center. He's going uh, to crumple them. Okay, and where do you put this ball? He's going to walk back outside. Oh, <laughs> yep. okay. I okay. I see you. Yeah, so you... Um, oh, no. You're, you're just going to toss them in the fire? Yep, straight into the fire. Just ball of paper. We cut to okay. tomorrow morning with the ashes. I mean, does anyone... Yeah, I I think, you know, Ashton sort of does this. Who wants to unload more trauma? Yeah. <laughs> Who wants to unload more trauma or ask, or ask Dane more questions? Or ask Ashton, why is he throwing a ball of paper? I think Cassandra's made it clear that... Yeah, no more questions that, so for Dane. I think Dale. no one's going to, even if Dane wants them to. They're kind of like, all right. 
Oh, Plus, yeah. like, that's, you, you know, that was, you, you got pretty heavy there, so everyone's kind of processing everything. So, uh, mm-hmm. Ashton just walks back out and sees everyone and just throws the ball of paper into the fire. What, are we going around the circle sharing our tragic backstory? Because I'm just, like, feeding bits of pancake to, to Slurpee. Oh, it's like, no. <laughs> it's like, I mean, if you wanna, I, mm. I guess it's that time already. Well, mine's not that interesting. Yeah, that probably tracks. You just hear I will say like she smiles in a way that is not like she actually means it. She is just sort of she's just pushing your buttons. Yeah, yeah, Tevis rolls their eyes at them. She just sort of like smiles and winks back. Like she's she's kidding. You're a little bit more it's less laughing. It's closer to laughing with you than laughing at you at this point. Well I mean I've already shown... I mean, Dane already knows about it. Tempest saw it. Might as well show the rest to you. And we'll lift the sleeve up to show the chip. Ooh. Oh. So you didn't choose to paint over it back again? Then, no. Right? You left it? No. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. All right. And then we'll pull out the pendant as well. Ashton, this is why I was asking you about all those questions about any being that match the descriptions. He'll, uh, he'll, uh, like, since he came out here and threw the ball of paper into the fire, he'll, like, be staring at that. And then when you start talking to him, he'll look up and, like, look to you and look at the chips in your arm. It'll be, uh, so it's, uh, it's getting worse. Yeah. We really need to get that shit out of here. Yeah. yeah. How? I've been trying to figure out how for 11 years. Do you know how fast it's getting worse? Like, how much time we have to research? I don't know. I know mm. almost nothing. How, how'd you, how'd you get like that? They pause and just like stare at the fire and just, just slowly shake their head. You could say it's a family secret that's been passed on. Oh, fuck. What, like a recipe? Like a family recipe? I really doubt. More like a curse. Yes, more like a curse. Wait. So if it's a family thing that's been being passed down, does that mean that your family members have also had this gas? My father has been a host. And he survived. He's... I assume you're you're guessing that based off of what you know, right? You don't know that for sure. You assume since he gave it to you that it must have yeah, been. Yeah, because the pendant was his, yep. and then it was grandmother's before that, and you know, all that. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not correcting you or anything. I'm just yeah. making sure I understand this is, yeah, how this, Cassandra arrived Yeah, this is conclusion. just how Cassandra has figured it out in their head. Pretty reasonable, pretty yeah. reasonable. It's like, reasonable. I'm pretty sure my father had it. He was the one who had the pendant. My grandfather had the pendant before him, and so on and so forth. Why, so, pendant. Can I see the pendant? Cassandra will hesitate for a moment before handing it over, as noted before, with the description of the pendant. The pendant itself looks to be painted over with this chartreuse color, but... 
Now there are cracks showing the true color underneath, which is a black gem. It is smooth and not faceted. Hmm. Um, is, is like, is it okay if he like picks it up for a second? Yeah, like it's like Cassandra's okay. handing it over. Okay, okay. I yeah. didn't know if like she was just if they were just like showing it to him. Yeah. They're like, yeah, okay. So he'll take it from them and like hold it in his hands and hold it by the firelight. Okay. Um, um you're, so you're trying to learn something about it, I assume. Yeah, right? he's trying to see if he's seen something like this before. Yeah, okay. So this is uh this is definitely investigate. Unless you have a, I don't think you have a move related to your professional moves on this, so this is investigate a mystery. Six plus two is eight, and that's plus sharp, so that's nine. Nice. All right, you get to ask me one question. What would be a really good one? What would be something that helps? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a good question. I, I'm actually, it's okay for Celeste to input here a little bit, maybe, because... Mm -hmm. you know. Let's see, let's What do you see. think would be most helpful to Cassandra? Hmm. What is being concealed here? Yeah, okay. I'm going to give you something fun. Ooh. You look at the gem in the light, and as you turn it over, you can see into the black, right? And you can see it there. Through one of the flecks, you think you see it for just a sec, and uh, and then it almost seems to dart back under the surface, but you think you see an eye. Interesting. Now, uh, you, you catch just a glimpse of it. It looks vaguely kind of like some of the eyes you've seen on Dane. You're not, you didn't get a good enough look to know, like make a hard comparison, but it's this sort of a similar effect of like an eye in the, the void. And then it slips back, almost sort of hides back under the, the chartreuse part. And then I think you try to like turn it over and see if you can see it and you, you don't see it anymore, but you see it. You're confident in as much as poor Ashton can be confident about his perception and memory at this point <laughs> uh, that, that you saw it. I'm not being mean to you here. Like you, you did see it. <laughs> huh. There's something in there. Something, part of it linked in there. I don't know. There's something inside of this. Have you ever, you ever tried to break it? Like brute force it? Many, many times I've tried to break it. I've tried to just abandon it. I've tried to hide it. You've it, tried uh, magically breaking it? Yes. It always uh. comes back around my neck. Mm. Uh, one thing I will say, uh, just briefly, M is fairly chatty. M hasn't said much of anything since Cassandra started talking about their whole steez. Mm -hmm. Which I only say because I think y'all would maybe notice that her body yeah. language shifts a little bit. She seems a little yeah. quieter. Yeah. Dana's noticed, mm -hmm. but doesn't say anything. Just kind of like yeah. looks over. And... Yeah. Ashton notices and he's just going to be like, mm. His mind is like, hmm, maybe I should include them on the con in on the conversation yeah. <laughs> just to see if I can peer into their brain. And so he'll look over to uh, M and he'll like wave the <laughs> wave the pendant in uh, in her general area. Hey, you got any ideas? Um, I don't know. Uh, I so I guess. We're all sharing. Um, I she points over at you, Tempest. I, I, did you refer to her as a professional monster hunter earlier? Uh, might have done. Okay, yeah, you poor thing. You never remember. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Dane and Ashton have fake memory loss. I have actual memory loss. 
That's okay. I think I, well, I think has legitimate memory loss. Well, no, but yeah. Yeah, you like, aren't real not... people. Oh, oh. If I do not write <laughs> think... down the events of a day, I do not remember it. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, no worries. Um, but I think uh, M is like so. I monster hunting isn't really it's not the main way that I make ends meet. I, I I get stuff for people. Um, I, I ever find them or someone else has the thing and they want it and then I make sure that the person who wants it has it and not the person who currently has it. Um, you can say stealing, it's okay. Yeah, but it sounds cooler when I phrase it like that. It's make we're dramatic backstory time, dude. Let me. Of have course, that. go ahead. Um, Professional bandit. <laughs> I, I mean, I you know, I've I've mm-hmm. killed things and been almost killed by other things. Like I've done that, but I, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen something like that before, but it does seem strange. Ashton, are you trying to like you're trying to actually get something out of this, right? So I actually want you to roll another investigate. It's a different investigate a mystery, but you're trying to like see, you know, what she might. Or, were you about to say something? Cassandra? Oh, I was gonna say when Ashton's kind of like waving it around or just like swing it around a bit, like even though it's not like you know outright looking like he's gonna check it, Cassandra's like careful. Pretty sure if some of that paint chumps, chips off, more of me is gonna chip off. Oh yeah, got it. Oh, Christ. Um. Um, but. Go ahead if you want to and give me another investigative mystery roll for okay, this time. It's a little bit redundant, but I think it's two very different questions. Five and a one. <laughs> Bot of those for me. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a seven. Okay, you can ask me one more question. Um, again, input from Celeste. What do you think would be good here? Hmm, what happened here? M's language suggest she said that she gets things when she looked at the stone and she said i haven't seen something like that before you don't get the sense from her body language that she's necessarily lying about that the other thing that i think maybe if you were being observant ashton you would have noticed is she didn't start getting quiet primarily in fact i don't even know that cassandra i think cassandra explained their situation a little bit before they pulled the pendant out what i want to get across is that it is not necessarily the pendant that made m it was a little bit of that that made her go quiet, but it was more Cassandra describing in a little bit more detail, especially the part where she, you know, talked about like it being passed on or her family or whatever. That M, M's expression definitely seems like she's not saying something. You're not entirely sure what, but she seems to. Her saying I haven't seen anything like that before is not wrong, but it is deflecting. She does not seem though like if you push her on it that she would, you know, particularly want to talk about it unless you'd have to push her kind of hard, and you may, you know, want to wait. You, it's up to you what you want to do, but. Hmm. Everybody's got family issues here. She's like, yeah, I, I, uh, I haven't, uh, I haven't seen anything quite. I mean, obviously, I've seen a lot of gems, but nothing, you know, point for point like that in a way that I would know. Hmm. All right. Well, it looks like our combined knowledge is about the same. Um, not that it's that useful, but can do research um are there i don't know that many people who are into this kind of stuff but i do know some who might be helpful 
There are still some of them, probably. Just don't hate me. I think... I think one of the most important resources we can find are... others like me. Ashton, you mentioned before that your mother has... Well, actually, no, I don't think Ashton mentioned as well. Ashton would have mentioned, um, you know, that there were others, other creatures, or more than one. And that, yeah, he did mention that. Yeah, and that they feed off of... They feed off Emotion. of emotions. Dane, so, smirking to himself. <laughs> so, there are others out there. And if it's been as unpleasant as my experience has been, they might be willing to work with us to, you know, see what we can do about them. I do not want to live the rest of my life like this. It means in the end, I will most likely die alone. Because it's either that or have it latch on to someone else. Fuck. Dane looks up from the fire and to look at Cassandra. Almost like there's a thought. Then he goes back to the fire for a little bit. Well... I uh, probably want to be able to make a pretty early start tomorrow, so I'm thinking of just getting some sleep. Yeah. We should probably turn in. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. She gives kind of a half-hearted, like, break. Yeah. <laughs> sort of goes back. Is there cell service? There is cell service here. Yep. Mm. There's cell no, service here is fine. There is no Wi-Fi yeah. in the house, though. Dana said, mm-hmm. no candy crush. <laughs> yeah, okay. Tempest would text Andy a more thorough summary of what's been going on and Melody just, you know, doing good, catching up. As far as Melody knows, you're still in Sminfitch, right? I think what was exactly said was like, they're going to do work remote, and but they aren't coming back to the lab. Yes. But I, what I had pictured was it'd be like, okay, we're going to give them a place and they're going to go look at different research sites because there's definitely clams in this part of Georgia. Yep. Okay. Okay. I'm, you know. <laughs> there are definitely uh, I, not. Th- not. Okay, not that's what clams. I thought. I was like, wait a sec. No, I don't think no. there's clams. <laughs> that, that, clams that was... in Appalachia? <laughs> well, I was like, there are there river clams, are clam. there? That's, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't do freshwater. Okay, so does everyone turn in? Not quite. Dane, uh, before going to bed, is going to pull Cassandra aside. Cassandra. Yeah? I remembered something. You, you did. What, what did you remember? When you were talking about others like you. I know we have talked about how my thing works. And it is different. There was... Dane kind of trying to find the words for it. I remember that I was not born like this. 
is as far as it goes. But I have some control over this. So I have faith that you will too. Upon learning this, this is like, like even, even in front of Dane, this is one of the few times Cassandra really makes an expressive emotion or an expressive like face. You look like they're about to cry. Well, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's nice to know that you're not alone. <laughs> Dane just kind of nods. And we'll just go and hug Dane. Dane will hug Cassandra back. Is, does anyone else have a scene that they need to do before they go to bed? No. Um, not particularly. I mean, I'm sure Ashton would ask where everyone is sleeping. Uh, so I, I Ems actually still wants to sleep in Cass. That has not changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cozy in the Winnebago. Yeah, the Winnebago is pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. So everyone else, so I think yeah. Ashton, you're the only one in your house with Slurpee. Yeah. Which is actually kind of um. sad in its own way. <laughs> yeah. Tempest is definitely staying up late looking through their books for all sorts of various purposes. Okay. There's not going to be a, a role there or anything. Uh, actually, well, um, actually, you have you have your lore library. <laughs> yes, I do. And it says uh, when you hit the books. Uh, this is a little bit different from your, you know, uh, mm-hmm. them with a plan move. But uh, when you hit the books, take plus one forward to investigate a mystery as long as historical or reference works are appropriate. So just quickly, uh, we're getting near to the end here, so I don't want to take forever on this. But just what what types of things are you reading? So we'll know what will be relevant. I think they're alternating between stories of historical mine disasters in this area and local hauntings and magical parasites. Okay, yeah, uh, we'll see what becomes relevant of that in a bit, but I think those are the kind of general topics. Cassandra and Nick can definitely see them, like, sort of cross-legged in their bunk with five different books spread out to different pages and, like, yes. take, and like just scribbling. That's excellent. Um, I will say, make a note somewhere on your sheet that you have a plus one forward to investigate a mystery <laughs> so that you don't forget and that I don't forget. Uh-huh. Because um, that's a that's a whole part of your thing. You're supposed to be smart and good at investigating stuff, so I'm yep. going to give you those abilities. Um. Uh, just briefly then, Cassandra and Dane, I assume you sort of sleep kind of like we saw you at the beginning? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Dane, question. Do you sleep? Um, in the closest approximation of sleep, he rests. Um, does he dream? Okay. No. <laughs> um, do your eyes ever, like, close? Do you ever look asleep? Or are you, like, eyes open in a trance type of deal? Uh, Stealing M&M's? No, it's, no just, like, it, this is one of the, it's probably the more human thing for him to do to just, uh, like, actually, like, close his eyes and kind of, like, go off to another place. Like, just kind of wander his mind until, yeah. until it's just like, oh, I should be awake because it's morning and I feel the light on my skin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I like that because it, it almost plays into the losing track of time thing where you just sort of shut your eyes and yeah. and drift for a bit until yeah. you come back. And we're not, you, you may not even know if it's sleep or not at this point almost. You probably have forgotten what actually sleeping is like. Yeah, yeah. Dane has no idea. He just, he just closes his eyes and thinks, and then the next thing he knows, it's morning. So, mm-hmm. okay. It's morning. Who would wake up first? <laughs> <laughs> probably Dane, right? Is that yes. Fair? Yes. Mm-hmm. Ashton um, would probably wake up second if anyone else wants to. Okay, you get up, Dane. Em is awake and is like around the embers of the campfire, uh, and and looking at their phone. And when you come up, do you, do you come up and say anything? Uh, Dane will come up and sit next to them. Oh, hey. Um, 
so actually you're probably a good person to tell this. I don't want to bum the others out. I know Tempest was feeling pretty guilty in particular. Um, it, it looks like things have maybe gotten slightly worse. Our timetable might've just shifted up and they show their phone to you and it's an article and it says, beloved community member missing. And there's a photo attached and you recognize the photo, unfortunately, because it is a photo of your new friend, Joe. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. <laughs> oh my oh, God. No. Joe. Yeah, so I, I was thinking like when he was running, like he's gonna get so scared, he's gonna go hide in the mine. That'll be the last time anyone fucking sees him. Oh, uh, Clyde, can you speak again? Me? Clyde, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're only coming in from the left side. Yeah, what you're only coming hell? in from the left. That's the weirdest no. fucking thing. Check your recording. Yeah. Why? Wait, now it's you're okay. on our... Now, you... now you're okay. Did you have it... Hello. Wait, Did you... you have it turned to, like, stereo or something weird? Are you no. messing with settings? Hold on. Check this out. Wait. I'm on your left now. Oh, no. no I don't <laughs> like it. I don't yeah. like it. Uh, <laughs> stay no, away. No, no, stay no. away from my left side. <laughs> Okay.